Hey everyone, you've got Becky here, and I just wanted to give a little introduction on what you're going to be hearing today. This is a special episode of Buzzing About Romance. This is our project to help uh, bring some light to some historical fiction. As we've talked about a couple times on the podcast, I got my start in historical romance, but I have not recently kept up to date in reading historical romance. However, we do have two members of our crew that love historical romance, and that would be Duchess Katie and Lady Sadie. And so they are going to start to bring you periodically some special episodes that will do nothing but feature historical romance. So I am happy to introduce you to Corset and Crown, a special historical romance edition of Buzzing About Romance. Enjoy! Welcome to Corset and Crown, brought to you by Buzzing About Romance. This is Lady Sadie and Duchess Katie, also known as Books to Katie, and we are bringing you the fabulous author, Nicola Davidson. Hello, Nicola. Hello, how are you? (laughs) It's really good to see you. Thrilled Um, to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So, the first question I always want to know is, what was your first romance? What made you fall in love with romance? Um... My gateway to historical romance was uh, Jude Devereaux and Judith McNaught. And once I started reading those, it was like, I don't really want to read anything else. <laughs> and then after I agree that, with I that. started, um, I found uh, book authors like uh, Judith Krantz, uh, you know, Hidden Away, and uh, Susan Johnson. And then I was like, okay not just romance but hot romance yeah like super hot and it was like okay that's what I want to write that's that's my jam I I love that and our and Becky you know she that's what she cut her teeth on too is the Judith McNaught and Jude Devereaux and things like that so got another classic fan over here too <laughs> um so tell us a little bit about being an indie romance author so what are like the pros and cons of it for you Um, well, I'm a hybrid author, like I've been traditionally published and Mm -hmm. indie published. So I guess I can see it from both perspectives. And I think that there's, you know, there's so many benefits to going indie. Um, I mean, in terms of the freedom to write what you really want to write, um, my heat level that I write, I mean, publishers aren't especially interested in that kind of heat level. Um, especially with historical romance. So, I mean, I can go hot, I can go queer, I can go threesomes, um, and it's just whatever <laughs> I whatever I feel like. I'm not, you know, constrained to, um, you know, certain language or certain scenarios or, um, yes, certain, you know, couples rather than a threesome or whatever. It's, it's great. And I, we as fans certainly appreciate that range as well. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your um, medieval menage pairings. I think those are just super fun. I mean, there's ladies with swords. There's ladies with swords. I'm in. <laughs> um, so you have written some like more shorter form novellas and uh, full-length novels. 
do you have a preference? Do you like to write shorter form? What is it that draws you to one or the other? Um, I don't really know. Um, I think <laughs> with the Surrey series, the first one, the reason that they're all so short, like the first one, My Lady's Lover, um, that was actually, I actually uh, submitted that to a publisher and then it got to a point where it had been like three months or something and I still hadn't heard anything. And it got to the point where I was like, yeah, actually, you know, screw this. <laughs> I'll just publish it myself. And so I did. And so that's why that one is, is, is super short because um, it was for a line that was supposed to be super short. Um, and then after that, the other Surrey ones, you know, they're a bit longer. But um, I really enjoy writing novellas. And I think, um, you know, they're a really great way, especially if you're part of an anthology or a box set, um, they're a really good way for people to get to know you and get to know your style of writing. And, you know, they can be, you know, lots of fun too, because, you know, you can get... Um, you can get quite a lot in, um, in terms of a story and in terms of, you know, the romance and, you know, the, the cool historical stuff, but you're not going in depth to like a long period of time. It's more like mm -hmm. a short, sharp, hey there. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah, and you can, but you can cram it with as many or as few, um, you know, sex scenes as you want. And, you know, my ones tend to have more sex scenes and I'm like... <laughs> bring it on because I just I, I love writing sex scenes they're like my favorite scenes to write and so you know it's kind of like win-win well and there's kind of like an innuendo too like I mean you've got to pack as much as you possibly can into a novella and I I just read her virgin duke and I loved it um oh my gosh that was I was just like oh cannot read this fast enough <laughs> but it's just I mean there's there's so I feel like when they're done well they're just you kind of want more but then you're like no it was kind of perfect as is I think that's the beauty of novellas you know <clears throat> well I think they're great they're great also because um you know if if you're struggling with um you know time or you know you you don't have you know maybe the the you know the brain capacity to actually do like a full-length book a novella can, you know, can give you that lovely hit of, you know, really hot sex and, you know, some, you know, nice squishy feely romance and, mm -hmm. you know, maybe a little bit of action, a little bit of uh, tension or whatever, but, you know, a couple of hours and you're done and, you know, you can get on with whatever else you need to do. So if you just need that little escape or if you've only got a short amount of time before, you know, you've got to go to work or you've got to pick up the kids or it's your lunch break or whatever. Mm -hmm. you know they're they're good I was just gonna say I, I love them um, so I'm a teacher by day and so sometimes I just don't have it in me but I want that like hot sweet HEA before I fall asleep at night at like 9 p.m so <laughs> I love reaching for a novella for that so I totally get that uh, for sure do you have a favorite romantic hero or heroine you have written oh <laughs> We won't tell them. We, we won't, won't tell. We won't, we won't tell. tell. <laughs> it's like asking me my favorite child. Um, <laughs> I think I think all of them have got a different thing that I love about them. Like, sure. um, like with my um, my Scottish uh, Menage books, 
I really loved, um, I think it was the, the time period as well, like the, the Scottish medieval time period. But I love that kind of more war character, you know, that, you know, you haven't gone into England where, um, you know, it's a Scottish Highland, so everything's a bit more raw, a bit more, you know, kind of out there, you know, they're, they're tougher, they're hard, they're, you know, they, they get things done. And it's, it's before the time when English, you know, I mean, because I also write Regency, but mm -hmm. it's a very different world. And you have, you don't have that same um, strict society things about, um, you know, oh, you can't show an ankle or, oh, you can't go here with this person. <laughs> like, it's a lot more, it's a bit more free. And I think, yeah, it just, it just depends on what mood I'm in because sometimes I really like that, you know, that kind of, that longing, that repressed longing with the Regency that you can kind of do. But then sometimes, you know, you just want to go all out there and be like, hey, threesome in Scotland, woo! And yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can absolutely appreciate that. So are you reading anything right now? Am I reading anything? Mm -hmm. That you want to share? Um, I just finished a, a couple of contemporaries. Um, I like doing a... Um, I don't read a heap of historical just mm -hmm. because I get too much into um, thinking about the world and thinking about, you know, oh, if I'd written this, how would I have done it? it gets too, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. analytical. So mm -hmm. I like to have, um, and especially when, like, when I've just, because uh, I just handed in a book um, recently uh, to my editor. So I've kind of in that downtime palette cleanser. So I really like reading like a good paranormal or um, or a contemporary. And I read um, a contemporary and it was super, super, super sex crazy. It was like <laughs> <laughs> the characters, they the, the heroine, she went to a, um, it was like a sex school and she was learning about BDSM. <laughs> It was like, well, then, wow. yeah, basically every chat, I wasn't expecting it to be quite so, um, but like every single chapter, she's doing like a different class at the sex school. And it's like, she's learning wow. different, different skills. And so it was like, okay. <laughs> I am in it now. Well, then. Uh, <laughs> what's um, the title? Is it something you share? <laughs> I'm like, I'm very um, curious. The Venus Katie's gonna school. go immediately get this. <laughs> the Venus School. Okay. Venus at school. Hold on. <laughs> Googling now. <laughs> um, so now that you've recommended the Venus School, which I'm wildly curious what I'm gonna make Katie read that first and then tell me <laughs> if I should read it. Um, what do you what is a good book that you like to recommend to a new? romance reader I'm trying to entrance my uh friends into romance so where should I start um I guess it depends on what you know they like like what they're into in terms of tropes or um <clears throat> you know what kind of subgenre they like um because paranormal um I mean I like J.R. Ward I like um Shirley Gray um 
I really like the wolf, like the shifter romances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, the trouble is, I think finding the ones because um, I like really, really hot. Like I like to read really, really hot books, and sometimes it's it's you can read an author yeah. and, um, you know, and it's a great story. But I'm always like, mm, I just wish it was a bit, you know, a bit <laughs> just that much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> A little sexier, please. Yeah. Um, so, but, um, <clears throat> yeah. I was just going to say, so there's been kind of a shift in romance in the last few years with more consent and an increase in diversity in characters, more feminist themes. Uh, as a writer and as a reader of romance, what do you think of that? And what do you hope that the future of romance looks like? What a great question. Um, I love it. I think it's magnificent. Um, I want more diversity. I want more, um, I'd, I would love, um, you know, erotic romance to be more mainstream. Um, so it's not like, um, not like Fifty Shades of Grey where it was like, you know, kind of titillating, you know, because I, I do not feel that that book was a great rep of BDSM or um, mm -mm. consent or um, you know that, even the romance um, genre I feel like yeah I don't know how yeah. many people are like oh you must love that because you love romance and I was like that's that wasn't it <laughs> that wasn't great romance <laughs> no because there's so many I mean you can always tell when you're reading a romance if an author has done their research uh, especially in something like uh, BDSM like you you know, if they've got, um, you know, really good, uh, you know, a trust between, um, you know, the characters, if they've got really good consent, um, if they've got, and it's pleasure for all. I mean, one thing I, that really uh, annoys me when I read a BDSM, BDSM book is if it seems to be, you know, one person just doing something to please the other person or the, the other people. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. It's, it's pleasure for all. Mm -hmm. Um so there's so there's that I'd love to see more of that um in terms of diversity you know just bring it you know bring um you know bring the black characters bring the people of color bring the queer characters you know all over the place I mean quite often we see um <coughs> you know people talking about tropes and they say oh this trope's been done to death and it's like has it though I mean have we um have we seen that trope with you know, people of colour in it. Have we seen that trope with, um, you know, a whole heap of queer characters? And it's not just about, um, you know, you know, two guys or whatever. I mean, we want to see, you know, more lesbian romance, more trans romance, um, more bi romance, um, all of it, you know, and that would mm -hmm. be just great to see, especially um, written by own voices authors, because the gatekeeping and publishing has been, you know, such an issue for such a long time. And, you know, the way you get great rep in romance is by people, you know, writing their own story or writing about people like them. And, yeah, you just get, you know, it just makes the tapestry of romance just, you know, so much more beautiful. I totally agree. And I feel like, I feel like if people are writing those stories, it's going to connect to so many more people who are just kind of sitting there waiting, like, where I mean I'm here where's my story you know you see the same whites has had everything every day all the time so it's kind of like I mean 
regardless of if that's your experience or not, like you should want to broaden your horizons as it is, if that's your own, excuse me, your own story. I just, it's really nice to see when people are starting to take, you know, take the steps to move towards more diversity in all, in every single kind of facet, because like I said, there's, there's people out there waiting for, waiting to read their own story on the page. Absolutely. Go right ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, you know, that's the, the wonderful thing about romance is, you know, there's so many different romance authors that there really is something for everyone, like mm-hmm. no matter what you're in the mood for. I mean, it could be, you know, a shifter romance, it could be a contemporary small town, it could be a super hot historical or whatever. I mean, you can find, um, you know, if you have a wee dig around and you know, if you've got, you know, great, you know, podcasts or, you know, you've got great lists and they're diverse themselves and they're always looking to not just highlight traditionally published authors, but also indie authors. Indie. Mm -hmm. You're showing the full spectrum of what romance can bring. And that's, you know, what the great thing is about romance is that, you know, there's a seat for everyone at the table. I was just going to say, and you also brought it up, like, so I was a closet romance reader for probably... 15 years because we raise readers in my family, but I was the only romance reader and everyone's like, okay, with your Fabio books and okay, with your (laughs) bodice rippers and your mommy porn. And I was like, no, this is like legit stories. These are beautiful. And so for so long, I couldn't find enough to widen like the world of romance. And I was like stuck in the same Regency era with all these white authors and all these white characters. And I, I love that on the internet and on podcasts and the, the romance community has like just there's trope posts and there's diversity posts and there's like, hey, if you like this, try this. And I just I really appreciate that when authors put themselves out there and when readers put themselves out there that we all get to grow with the genre and push the genre to show us all what what love is and these beautiful stories. Completely. <laughs> totally um, agree. And I think the other thing is, um, or, I mean, one thing that I'm really loving more recently is the authors that are showing the Regency in its true light. Um, because I think for the longest time, and publishing has a lot to answer for in this particular thing in terms of how they portrayed the Regency era and in terms of it being very, you know, Austin-esque you know, very, very white, you know, very cishet, very, um, very mild, you know, if, if any heat. But the Regency era wasn't like that at all. I mean, that's like one, I mean, Jane Austen, you know, wrote about her own experiences. And I mean, she was the, the daughter of a vicar living in a small town, like in a, in a small village. So, I mean, her life experiences are going to be very, very different to someone, for example, um, in the aristocracy living in London, because they went wild. I mean, the Georgian and the Regency eras were wild. And I think that gets, um, that gets lost a lot. And then you have, you know, a lot of readers who are like, you know, they clutch their pearls when, you know, you have a Regency with sex in it or with BDSM in it or, um, you know, sex before marriage or anything like that. But that's what they did. That's literally what they did. I mean, there was a statistic, um, I think it was about, uh, you know, circa 1800, and a third of brides who walked down the aisle were pregnant. 
<laughs> so it's like all these you know saying oh you know everyone was a virgin you know on their wedding nights like the church says no no they weren't <laughs> awesome I, I mean I'm never gonna forget that statistic that's gonna be in my brain forever thank you <laughs> yes and I love it <laughs> because that's the thing that I think gets my goat the most when people decide to gatekeep and they're like this isn't historically accurate I'm like is it though <laughs> like it could the be the idea I I have I saw some reviews of another book I read and I was like they were like this had a really diverse cast and there was a lot of sex in it and I was like okay it's Victorian London that that was happening it was Victorian London was a wild place <laughs> lots of things were happening in Victorian London and, and were you a there? time traveler no. yeah like yeah. are you a time traveler <laughs> that's my All biggest right. thing I'm like were you there no you were not <laughs> um so I know you just finished up edits you shared that with us um do you want to share anything about your upcoming release any projects you have in the wings what are you excited about doing yourself as an author um well I'm just yeah the the book that I've I've just working um about to do start edits on is the, it's called uh, The Best Marquis. And it is the second book in the Wickedly Wed series. The first one was Duke and Darkness. Um, and we have ourselves, it's a friends to lovers fake engagement story. Ooh, yay. And the hero has a secret sex toy business. And, yes. <laughs> and they both read romance novels. Oh, I love it. I'm very excited it. about that. I'm excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, I have to ask because I'm dying to know because the internet is full of rumors. Is there going to be another Duke I'd like to anthology? Well, I, I couldn't possibly confirm that there might be a second one coming later this year. Um, I couldn't okay. You couldn't possibly. You could not that. do that for us. Not about no. Dukes, though. Not about Dukes, of course, of course. Just switch it. It may or may not involve rakes. <gasps> I'm gonna clutch my pearls and fan myself. I mean, and it just, may or uh, may not be hotter. <gasps> what? Okay, the last <laughs> one was really hot, though. Like you're setting up some expectations here. <laughs> I mean, I can pretty much guarantee that uh, we're we're all going to unleash. Is it going to be the same group of authors? Yes. Awesome! I'm so excited. I'm going to put in my pre-order now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so exciting! I mean, that I feel like that's what I've been thinking about, wondering about because I hadn't. The only person on that list of authors that I had read previous was Joanna Shoup. So it was new for me for the for everybody else and I loved every single one of them mm -hmm. it kind of hit something for me with everybody's stories so oh boy <laughs> I'm very excited that was uh so as I said I was a closet romance reader but that I think was my first I think I had my first age gaps in there I mm. think I had and I found all sorts of new authors because I hadn't read any of them yet <laughs> so that was super exciting Awesome. Well, would you like to share anything else? Um, 
<laughs> you don't have to. No more secrets need to be divulged tonight. Yes. <laughs> oh, they're going to be this, this collection. It, it might not necessarily be all uh, MF. Ooh. There might be a range of stories. Even better. Oh my it gosh. just keeps getting better. This just better. keeps getting better. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yes. All right. I'd love to hear it. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I await the next awesome release from you. Yes, thank likewise. You so thank you so much. It's been great. Thanks. Oh, that was so much fun. Chad oh my God, she's Nicola. so cool. She's so cool. She's and so cool. <laughs> her Kiwi accent was just the cutest thing ever. Hopefully that's not offensive, but I was just like, oh, it's so I love she's it. She's lovely. She was really cool. And considering we have so little experience interviewing people, I feel like that went really well. I think it went well too. And again, she was very gracious and she had a lot of insight and a lot of things to share yeah. with us, which really makes yeah. this job a lot easier because it's, you know, she was able to bring a whole lot to the table and fill in all of the gaps that we left, if, you know, so that was great. <clears throat> all right, but, Katie, what are you reading these days? I am actually reading two books right now. I'm reading The Wicked Wallflower by Maya Rodale. Rodale? I don't know how to pronounce her name. Um, she's got a series of some wallflowers and this, it started out so, it, I mean, it's going to be definitely a fake engagement and like spinster ladies kind of thing, you know, so it's a, it's a Regency. And then I'm also reading Alicia Ray's uh, First Comes Like, her newest one. So I'm kind of going back and forth between the two because I found that it's been very difficult for me to like a hundred percent, like stay on track. If I'm not kind of mixing it up, if I read too many of contemporary or historical in a row, I cannot, I cannot absorb it. So at least this way I have some, you know, some spice in my life. So <laughs> what are you reading? Tell I me finally got to a stopping point inside Changeling. It only took me 15 books to get to a place <laughs> where I could pause on that series. Holy moly, they're wild. I'm just, now I'm a lifelong reader. Um, and I just got to read an uh, advanced reader copy of Tempting, uh, Tempting Fate by Kerrigan Byrne, which I Ooh. really loved. Cannot wait for that to drop on May 11th. And I am also reading Married by Morning, which is a friends to accidental Vegas wedding, which are all new to me. Those are, this is a new trope for me. So I'm trying it out. We're going to see how it goes. I'm all not right. sold yet. There's ba there's a lot of talk of babies. We're, we know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> um, but there are tons of releases in May. So I'm also excited for that. I can't wait for Mimi McKinley, Mimi Kinley, Mindy McKinley's Mindy's. Yes. I'm like Mimi, Mindy, you know, we know who she is, but I'm really excited about the banging the bartender one. That's going to be it's so good. super. Of course. You, so yeah. good. <laughs> I've already I read it. I can't, it's I can't amazing. wait. <laughs> I mean, I gobble those up so quickly. I mean, it's yeah. just like a quick shot of this all the sexy all the spicy all the hot banging I just I love oh, yeah. it I can't wait for that yeah I definitely had to fan myself a couple <clears throat> of times during that one it's a good time good good I like that all right well I am literary illusions on Instagram see you around 
And I am Books to Katie. Thanks for hanging out with us.